world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. So Michelle and I had our first argument on time yesterday. It wasn't really a big argument, but it, it was an argument. So last night we loaded up all of our grandkids, all, not all of them. We had a carload of them. And we drove down to Lancaster, Ohio to see the beautiful light, the light show that they had down there. We'll take our kids to, they'd ride in the car. and We'll take them out afterwards. We'll go to Wendy's, get something to eat afterwards. And we get down there, and lo and behold, the light show was over. I said, well, over the day after Christmas, the light show's over? There was no light show. So we ended up in uh, Wendy's eating Frosties and French fries. How's that sound? <laughs> huh? And then on the way home, uh, Michelle didn't like the way I went home. Actually, it wasn't even that. She was just frustrated because she wanted to have a good time with the grandkids. So we were with the grandkids. We had a good time. But Michelle's still kind of mad at me this morning. I, I know you're not. I know you're not. She just wants to please everybody. What a sweetheart she is. Hey, listen, before I get too far down, down the road, listen, you guys want to take care of your temple? Your, te- your temple? Uh, uh, I want to try to help all of us do this at the new year. And if you're interested, I don't want to call it a diet because it's not a diet. But if you're really interested in maybe losing some pounds or getting your temple back in shape, it's how we glorify the Lord, right, in our temples. I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little over, I'm, I'm a, you know, I go up and down because we all lose it. Here's it is. It's so hard to discipline yourself, folks. It's hard to do it. And I think if we get together in a group and, and uh, really, really work at it, let's go at it for six weeks. I'm going to put you on a, a uh, not a meal plan, but we're going to put on watch you a couple supplements we're going to talk about. Probably tomorrow we'll talk about a couple different things, supplements we're going to use. We're going to discipline you on what you're putting into your mouth, get you on a little bit of an exercise program, and see if six weeks that your temple isn't in better, better shape than, than it is. And I find I find this for those of us who New Year's resolutions, I'm going to lose weight. For the most part, it's hard to do if you're doing it by yourself. It's just hard to do. And so we're going to set up a system of accountability. We'll help you walk through it. Uh, if you if you lie about it, then you're lying to yourself. It doesn't matter. But here's what I need you to do: if you would like to be part of uh, getting your temple in the condition that glorifies the Lord, then just email me, ptsalt at gmail.com. P.T. Salt. I don't know, Johnny, where you, if you can put that on the screen so people can see it. P.T. Salt at gmail.com. And all you have to do is say, Coach, I, I'm, I'm interested in the, the temple or losing weight. Although it's, it's more than, friends, listen, it's more than just losing weight, okay? It's more than just losing weight. Most of us find out that, that losing weight really is, uh, a lot of it's water weight to begin with. And a lot of it's just 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 changing your metabolism a little bit. So we got some a real plan that's going to be able to help you do it. And uh, probably, if you really want to do it well, we may in, we may ask you to invest in some different supplements that'll that'll keep you healthy, wealthy, and wise as we go through it. So, if you're interested, just because I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a buddy, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put us in little groups so that we have some accountability of what's going on. So, I need your email if you're interested in it. I need your email, and you can invite anybody you want to. If you have people who aren't watching the show, you can you can get them. You can bring them. They don't have to come into the show, but you could be the the one that will help help them as well. So. Uh, our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. I could get into some theology right there, but I'm not going to upset all of you. Ask yourself if or not we're the third temple. I'm not, I ain't going to go there because it makes some of you really, really nervous, right? Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So uh, if you want to help you, I want to help you do that, okay? We'll talk a little bit more about that tomorrow. I'm not mad at my wife. I love my wife. Our, uh, I, can't imagine, I, I can't imagine my life without my grandbabies. I just can't imagine it. And those out there who are grandparents who under, understand there's something that happens, something different about being a grandparent than being a parent, it's just something different. And uh, so we, th- we thank God, God for it, all of it. 
Yes, I'm heading. I'm heading to. Uh, Clay's going to go with me. Mike Blake's maybe considering it. We're going to go down to North Carolina. I think Betty's. Are you going to go down there? Betty going to be there. So there'll be some of us down there for a preach and teach and street ministry this this weekend coming up. And uh, man, I got a busy. I got a busy schedule ahead of us. This. I just got a lot. We got the J six situation going on with Pastor Bill Dumphy's trial. We got uh, uh, the guys, guys and gals who. Uh, were arrested outside the abortion clinic for doing what? For saving babies? Used made up made up another law against. I mean, it's amazing. And so, there's a lot of places I want to be, and a lot of things that we need to do, and a lot of things we need to be praying about. And we are in like the most unbelievable, um, unbelievable time in America. It's, it's just unbelievable what's going on around us. And I'll, I'll dive into some of that in a second. I see Mary Beth's got a question. I think it's go ahead, Mary Beth. Hey, I got a letter from Isaac Yoder yesterday. I was so excited. I mean, oh my goodness. I just I just want you guys to know he's answering his letters. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. wow. Well, good. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. See, here, here's, what, here's, what, here's what we all better face, okay? Maybe you guys don't worry about it so much. I, I told my wife every night, every night I go to bed, I look for black limos. Every night. Because we know this, they're not done. They've told us they're not done picking up people. Now, I also know this. I didn't do anything wrong. Nothing wrong in doing it. But uh, you're understanding, aren't you, folks, that you don't have to do anything wrong in, in where we are right now. And uh, I've been saying this for quite a while, and people have not taken it the right way. I'm telling you this, that the problem in America is, from their perspective, the white evangelical Protestant man. That's what they're after. I'm just telling you, that's what, that's what the J six guys were. That's where the battle lies. The white evangelical Protestant male they're after. They're after it. And uh, if we don't come to the realization that that's exactly what going on is going on and understand that we have to raise up a standard against it, then then we're going to find ourselves in, in a mess uh, all over the place this morning. Don't mean to be all over. The, I'm not going to show this video. I'll show it. Show it tomorrow. And again, uh, let's get. What if uh, what if something happened where you live and you had to walk 10 miles? Could you do it? What if what if you had to walk 10 miles carrying one of your grandbabies? Could you do it? Here's a better one. What if your family had to walk 10 miles? And grandma couldn't make it. Would you expect your grandkids to carry you? What would, they, what would you expect? What would you expect them to do? So I think this is stuff. This is all preparation stuff that I think is critically important for all of us folks. And I'm going to mix in a little bit of an exercise program so that you can get your body. I'm talking to me now. I'm 71. My goodness, get your get your bodies a little bit in shape. I'm I'm sorry. I'm all over the place here. That's someplace good. I want to go out. I don't even see the hands are up here yet. Um, see, there's there's a really there's something really really big. Let me let me scroll down here on my notes here. Bear with me a second here. Uh, what is, is that? What you want, Coach? Uh, pull up Ken Wan. It says it says Ken Wan. <clears throat> Ken Wan made a video. Randy shared it with. I think Randy shared it with me. And uh, this is really good. This is really really good. And I just want to share this at the top of the show. Do you see it there, John? It just says Ken Wan. Did I send it to you? I think I did. Uh, yeah, I did. Yep, Ken Wan. This is a little video that Ken Wan put together. And I, I, let's just get this off in the right, right, right mood here. Go ahead. Mighty men and women of God, are you tired of the unrighteousness and injustices going on everywhere? Are you ready to use your authority and fight? The Bible says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Pulling down strongholds and every high thing is exactly what this small group in Oklahoma is doing at all 77 county courthouses. Oklahoman Randy Lunsford of Nawata is leading the charge. God's boots on the ground mission at each courthouse, anointing stones to cry out, prophetic prayer, declaring and decreeing 17 prophetic decrees, spiritual warfare, Jericho march, and sounding the shofar. 
If you understand your authority and how God's law governs his creation, please help and get in the game. You too can do something like this in your county. Local actions produce national impacts. Click below for more info. Awesome. Isn't that awesome? Stick that in the chat so all of you Boom. can share those. Look, I, I can't emphasize this enough, friends. You don't, you don't need 500 people. You don't need 1,000 people. Bible says wherever two or more are gathered, wherever two or more, it's a power of agreement, two or more. That could be three. That would be two or more. Four would be two or more. You don't need everybody in your church. But can you imagine if we could get everybody to catch this vision of where they, what if we started taking dominion right where we live, in our houses, in our homes? What if we started doing that in our families? What if we staked our families' properties? What if we, see, Psalm 91 says, he who dwells in this, pull that up for me real quickly. Because this is, this is a, I pray this often, okay? I pray, pray this often. Psalm 91. Um, I want to give you, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, time out a minute. That'd be me. I would hope that would be you. I would hope you dwell in the secret place of the Most High and you abide, stay under the shadow of the The shadow means the covering, the covering of the Almighty. Everywhere you go, you're under the covering of the Almighty. Now, I say of the Lord, he's my refuge and my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. Now, folks, Hang on. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. Shall not be afraid of the terror by night, or for the arrow that flieth by noonday, or for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, or the destruction that wasteth at noontime. I'm reading it over. If you wonder why I'm looking over here, it's on my screen over. A thousand shall fall on my side, 10,000 at right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. And folks, here's what I do. I claim this as the head of my house, the patriarch of my family, that this applies to my children as well. My covering covers my children and their children as well. Now, here's the problem. They can walk out from under it. My children can walk out from under that covering. I'm being disobedient and not following the law and not doing what he says he can. But I pray, Michelle and I pray this daily, that that Psalm 91 covers my children and my grandchildren. How many of you have been doing that? This is a spiritual warfare psalm. Do you get it? Mm. Only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. It tells you we're going to see the wicked fall only with thine eyes. You don't even have to put only. Only is like an exclamation mark. It's saying, dude, you're going to see and behold the reward of the wicked. (laughs) You're going to see it, baby. Why? Because you've made the Lord, which is your refuge, the most high, your habitation. I dwell in the secret place of the most high, right? And because I'm dwelling there, shall be no evil befall me. Befall. Hey, Johnny, what's befall? Befall. What's Webster say befall is? That's a strange word, isn't it? Befall, to happen, to occur. Let me know the worst that can befall me. To happen, to come to pass. To befall of is not legitimate. No evil is going to come to pass or occur around me. Why? Because I'm dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. Go back to Psalm 91, John. I I love the English language. Neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? If you're dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. Why? Because he's going to give his angels charge over you. Why? Because that's their job. To keep you in all your ways. Though you, though they, they shall bear you up with their hands. Just in case that you dash your foot against the stone. You get tripped up. There's, they're, they're, they're covering you. lift you up. You, you're going to tread upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the dragon, shall you trample under your feet? Last night, we're coming home. Hang on. We're coming home last night. Michelle's kind of, the kids, they're in the cars. They, they're just getting crazy being in the car for an hour. With us. You know what it's like right now. They're poking each other, calling each other names. And thinking, Lord God, just get home. Can I just get home? And, and I'm always telling my wife, always telling Michelle, when you're driving down the road at night in Ohio, 
Keep your eyes on both sides of the road. Why keep your why do you keep your eyes on both sides of the road? Does anybody know why? Anybody out there know why? Deer. Deer. The deer are running deer. everywhere. And I'm always telling Michelle, quit watching the road, watch the sides of the road. Well, so we're we're about a quarter of a mile, maybe a half mile from home last night. And I'm distracted because of what's going on behind me. And I'm looking kind of sideways at I don't even know what I'm looking at. And all of a sudden I hear her scream. And, and I thought, what? And there, oh, there they are. Right? I mean, they're right in front of me. <laughs> right in front of me. And I hit the brakes the best I can. And I hold my breath and I steer them ready for the thump. And I didn't hit him. I mean, I, I don't know how. I didn't hit him. And then she's yelling at me. She says, you're always telling me. You're always telling me to watch the sides of the road. You're not watching. She's right. <laughs> she's right. And Angels. I was up that last, last kind of, It's like I tapped that deer on his butt. My car just kind of went, boop. He hopped a little bit forward and went on across the road. Why? Because I'm dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. by none under the shadow of the Almighty, right? No weapon formed against me. I'm going to tread upon the lion, the adder, young lion, dragon. I'm going to trample them under my feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I'll deliver him. I'll set him on high because he's not my name. And he's going to call upon me, and I'm going to answer. What? He's going to call on me, and I'm going to answer. Are you answering when he calls on you? Well, then why would he cover you? What's it, what's it Vinny, say? Vinny, what do you say? I got your six. Huh? I got your six. You know the Lord's got your six? Unless... You're doing something crazy. He ain't got your sixes. You're doing something crazy. Call, call upon me and I'm going to answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. What? I'll be with him in trouble. And I will deliver him. And I will honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. That's pretty powerful. If you believe, if you believe the word to be true, right there in front of you, baby. Are you dwelling in the secret place of the Most High? Biden under the shadow of the Almighty? Are you claiming your children for the, for the kingdom? Are you calling them in? Or are you griping and moaning about how lost they are? Because hmm? griping and moaning isn't praying. Sorry. <laughs> griping and moaning is, is complaining. It's not That's not prayer. And how many of you during your prayer time complain to the Lord rather than pray? How many of you during your prayer time repeat to the Lord the mess that your children are in? Oh, Lord, Timmy's doing this. and doing that. He already knows it. Stop praying like that. Don't pray like that. Speak life. Speak victory. Lord, we raised him better than that, Lord. We raised our son better than that, Lord. We call him in, Lord. We call him in. I don't know what he's doing now. I don't know what crazy stuff. But he's a child of the king. He dwells under my shadow, Lord. That's my child. How many of you pray that way? You're not taught to, are you? I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm not sorry. I didn't mean to say I'm sorry. It's good stuff. Good stuff. We're winning. I got so many things I want to throw at you here today. And uh, which one, Coach? Okay, I'm, here's where I'm going to go with something. Ask you this. Make all my friends mad out there. Is the Pope Catholic? You remember that was a joke, guys? Remember that when that used to be a joke? And I find this, when I, when I talk about Catholics, I was never excommunicated. Never, I, was, I don't think I was raised Catholic. Went all through catechism, con- confirmed, married in the Catholic church, all that stuff, all that stuff. And so I make people mad when I say to them, uh, I, thank, I thank God for my Catholicism. It taught me the fear of the Lord, the reverence of the Lord. I, I thank God for all that. But I came out of that mess. And if you're one of them, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. I've been there. I've been there. And I, I found me, me, us, Michelle and I, we found life outside. I found Jesus Christ outside the Catholic Church. Without getting into the whole mess. See, see folks, listen. Lord, help them to get this. Your faith is personal. It's not denominational. That is one of the greatest 
roadblocks people need to get over. Amen. Are Catholics, I asked my mom this, I was about 12, I've just been confirmed. My mom was a meth, was a mutt. My mom was a Protestant, whatever that meant, in a Catholic home. And you guys remember, I don't know if it's still this way. If you were a Catholic, to get married in the Catholic church, marry a non-Catholic, my mom had to promise that she would raise the children Catholic. Anybody out there remember that? My mom was a Protestant. So I lived, I grew up in a split home. On Sunday morning, my mom went to, she was a mutt. She would go to this church for a while, then to this church for a while. She was, my mom was a spiritual mutt. My mother was saved. My mother was born again. My dad was Catholic. And we walked out the door every Sunday, stair-step children to the Catholic church. Mom would go to wherever she went. And we would go wherever we went. And the Bible says that a house divided against itself cannot stand. Now, we were divided, but we weren't we had in a fight. We weren't divided against ourselves. And somewhere along the line, when I left, when I left high school, I was a good Catholic kid. I went to, I, I went to catechism. I did all that stuff. Man. I did all, I graduated and went to college and didn't go. I don't know if I went to college, went to mass one time, the whole time I was in college. And, uh, you know, if you'd ask me if I was a Christian, yeah, I'd, yeah, I was a, I didn't know what a Christian was. I was a Catholic. How many times have you ever talked to somebody and asked, well, are you Christian? They say, well, I'm Catholic. What does that even mean? Or they say, well, I'm Baptist, or I'm Lutheran, or I'm Presbyterian. I'm, what, what, what are you talking about? What, are you a Christian? Well, yeah, I'm Presbyterian. What, what, does that, what, does, what does that mean? What makes a Presbyterian different than Lutheran? Oh, you don't know? Well, why do you identify as one? So I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to get there this morning. And I, I run into some of my friends who are still very, very active in the Catholic Church. God bless them. I found Christ outside the Catholic Church. I know what goes on inside that thing. I understand. You say, well, it was the original church. Well, yeah, it was the original church. But look, I'm not wearing my original slippers. My original slippers aren't any good anymore. I got different ones I'm wearing now, right? And so when I found the truth outside of the Catholic Church, whew, I swallowed that baby hook, line, and sinker. I'm getting the shoes back on here. <clears throat> Catholic Church has become absolutely, friends, if you're Catholic and I'm offending you, I don't care, okay? The Catholic Church has become not the apostate, not the individual Catholics. See, there you go. It's like saying I love my country, but I hate my government. I love the Lord, but I can't stand this religious thing he's put together over here. I can't stand it. Now the Pope, the Pope. I have some Catholic friends that say, well, he's not Catholic. I'm stunned. What do, you, what do you mean? He's not Catholic. Well, it's like he's like a, he's like a, the president of the United States, coach. So what do you mean? Well, sometimes a guy gets elected president of the United States isn't really American. Oh. So you mean some guy who gets to be president of the Catholic Church isn't really Catholic? You mean he's something else? Yeah. Oh, you mean Joe Biden? Joe Biden could be president of the United States and Catholic. And for abortion? Is that, is that kind of what you're talking about? That, that same kind of thing? You're talking about the religion of men, the influence of men? Is that what you're talking about? Oh, that makes, that makes, oh, I get, now I get it. I get it. I get it. So it appears to me that there are Catholics that I run into. And I'm not, hey, I'm not bashing you, Catholic. I was one, man. Open your eyes. Um, the Pope now says sex between two men. Close your eyes a minute. You know what two men do together in bed? You have any idea what that would look like? Sorry. Pope says that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Wow. Pope says that's good. I thought, so I asked a question is Pope Catholic? Is he even Catholic anymore? And some bishops, see, there's a, there's a schism coming in Rome. Schism is coming. We can't miss this, okay? This kind of stuff is going on all around us. Nothing hidden that will not be revealed. Nothing hidden. You know the Pope, I don't know why I'm picking on this. I still think I'm, I have a right to, I'm Catholic, right? You know the Pope said it's dangerous? This same Pope said it's dangerous have a personal relationship with God. Did you guys know that? It's dangerous to have a personal relationship with God. Pope said that. 
Is the Pope Catholic? I don't know. Well, there's there's a lot of stuff going on. Let me let me read this for anyone who's not uh, scrolling up here. I want I want to read this to you real quickly. Look, look, I'm not Catholic bashing any more than I Lutheran bash any more than I uh, Pentecostal bash. I want the truth. You want the truth or not? You want the truth? So Archbishop Vigano, this guy evidently has some stones. Vigano had a 50-minute message. It's a powerful assessment of the state of the church today. He also, this Archbishop Vigano, which they'll probably throw out. He also touched on, uh, uh, he also touched on current events in Gaza, calling out the heresy of Zionism. While mentioning Epstein, this is the bishop saying, what the heck is going on? Calling out Zionism, Epstein Island, blackmail the Israeli intelligence officials over the politicians to control them. And ultimately, however, his address served as a response to critics of his statement on the papacy in recent months. Here's what the here's what Bishop Vigano said. This would be like what, Secretary of State? Joe Biden's president, his secretary of state would be saying this, maybe, right? One of the part of the cabinet, cabinet team player. So Vagano said, we know that John Podesta was working on behalf of Hillary Clinton and Obama and the global elite in general. This is the bishop saying this to promote a colored revolution within the church. It was supposed to oust Benedict the 15th, 16th. From the, they tried this inside working in the Catholic church, tried to throw out the Bishop Benedict. They did that, didn't they? They put him out. The, didn't they put him out the pastor? Didn't they, didn't they put him out the pastor? The only pope I ever knew of that retired. I didn't even know you could retire. They put Benedict out the pastor because why? Look who's behind it: Podesta, Hillary, Obama. What? They wanted to throw him out of the papacy and elect an ultra ultra progressive pope, and substantially modify the Catholic magisterium by making it accept the demands of Agenda 2030. Did you did you guys know this? This is the, this is one of the top bishops saying this, huh? Gender equality. This was their agenda. They wanted to see in the Catholic Church gender equality, the introduction of gender ideology, LGBT plus doctrine, the democratization of the church governance, collaboration in the neo Malthusian project of the Great Reset, a, a cooperation on immigrationism and cancel culture. But Vagano said, this stuff's been going on since Obama and Hillary. They're trying to undermine the Catholic Church. He says, Bergoglio's heresy and apostasy is the tip of the iceberg of a much worse and more widespread crisis of the hierarchy of the clergy that began 60 years ago and now has almost reached its peak, Vagano said. He explained the Vatican II was rightly defined by its own architects as the 1789 of the church. John Paul XXIII, Paul VI, John Paul I, John Paul III, Benedict XVI did not fail to emphasize how the revolutionary and Masonic principles could in some way be shared and made their own by Catholicism. Do you believe this thing? As I've often said, this is Vigano. It seems to me that some commentators are more concerned about the doctrine of the what the pap, they're more concerned about what the Pope has to say than with salvation of souls. So that they find themselves preferring to be governed by a heretical and apostate Pope rather than recognizing that a heretic, a heretical or apostate, cannot be at the head of the church to which, as such, he does not belong. We cannot have an apostate at the head of the government. How do we have Mm. an apostate at the head of the government? Somebody explain that to me. I'm explaining. I'm not done. Hang on. So pull up for me uh, 13. Pull up the. I'm sorry. I'm not. If you think I'm Catholic bashing, I'm sorry. I'm lie bashing. Okay. Did you know this out there? There's a group of Catholics out there called the Biden Report for Catholic Voters. And it looks at Joe Biden. It says Catholics deserve to know the truth. Click below to read the full report. So I did click it, I think. No, I didn't. But you, you don't have to go there. Did you? Hey, pull up for me. Uh, uh, which one is it? Pew Research, 14, 14, pull up 14. 
Folks, I'm trying to open your eyes that this stuff is going on everywhere in the culture. Most white Americans who regularly attend worship voted for Trump. Most of them did. 2020, right? There's nothing that Joe Biden is doing that is lines with the Catholic. Well, maybe it does. Not supposed to. It's not Christian. So look at this. Black voters overwhelmingly supported Biden. How can black voters, Christians, how can they do it? 59%. Huh? Wow. So here's what I'm saying. The schism within the church is why we are in the mess that we are in. Can, Can somebody out there help me out right now? I need some some proof in the Bible where it's okay to murder an unborn child. Can somebody provide any of that for me? Does anybody know anywhere in the Bible, anywhere where it would say that, and why any man wouldn't stand in the pulpit and say to his people, if you vote for someone who wants to kill babies, your salvation is on the line. Am, am, I, am I missing the mark by saying that? Would anybody agree with me? Hmm? If you're voting for people who are going to murder babies, I think your salvation is on the line. Why? Because it would be better for you to put a millstone around your neck, throw yourself in the deepest part of the ocean, just to mislead one of these little ones, let alone kill one of them. What percentage of Christians, Christians are voting to kill babies? Why is that? Because the devil is smart, and the devil is in a divide-and-conquer mode, and he divides us on other issues. He divides us on other social issues. He divides us on black and white and red and yellow and all, divides us on all these other issues. So we can't focus on the real most important issue, which is our faith and how our faith plays into politics. And they tell you just the opposite, that faith, get out of politics. Don't take your, do not take your faith into the voting booth with you. you know Amen. What huh? Isn't that what they're telling us? Well, who's coming up with that idea? And I, hey, have you been watching what's going on with TV fakes? Anybody out there watching what's going on with old TV fakes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not going to get into it because it could be hearsay. I don't know. It's accusations, TV fakes. Yep, yep, yep. Black, black, black Christian Americans voting for a people who are going to murder black Christian babies. It's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Why? Because there's no truth in the church. There's no truth. No truth. They won't stand up for it. Don't mix religion and policy. Say, could you, I I got it already. Well, I don't know if you do. Do you? Do you got it? Are you afraid to stand up and speak it? Be that prophet we talked about yesterday? Are you willing to go into the midst of the Catholic Church and say to your Catholic friends, I love you dearly, but your church is lost. (laughs) If you're counting on that church to get you into heaven, you are lost. You know what? That's love, isn't it? That's love. Telling the truth. You're following the Virgin Mary? What? I can say that because I'm still Catholic, I think. By the way, Catholic means universal. And I get somebody that email me and says, oh, Coach, uh, you are, you're on dangerous territory. Uh, Catholics were the original ones. Yeah. Yeah. And George Washington was the original president. <laughs> How are we doing with that one? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I tell you. Oh, my goodness. Shall know the truth, and the truth, if you know it, shall set you free. Set you free. I'm going to, I'm going to go one more place with it, okay? Does anybody know the first command? The first command given to man. Anybody know what it was? The very first command that in Genesis was given to man. I'm waiting. Was it be fruitful and multiply? And replenish the very first command he gave. And why is it every Catholic leader isn't married? Can somebody explain that to me? The very first one, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. And you can't be a nun, and you can't be a priest, because you're married to the church, supposedly. So how does, a guy, how does a guy or a gal who's never had a child, I'm not making fun of him, I didn't have children. 
How do you give advice to people who have children? How, 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 does, a, how does a priest give an advice, never been married, never had a family? How does he give advice to people who are trying to raise a family when he ain't never had one? You with me? Well, I'm on some. T- I'm, I'm probably making some Catholic people. I'm not. I love you, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you the truth. Go talk to your Catholic friends. They'll tell you, "Well, the Pope's not Catholic." Well, what? The, what do you mean? Well, Joe Biden's not an American, is he? Is Joe Biden an American? I, I mean, I'm serious. Is he? He's a Catholic. Is he American? Oh, I could go deeper. Somebody, don't egg me on, or I'll go deeper. Don't egg me on, or I'll go deeper. No, don't do it. I ain't going to do it. Don't, don't make me. Well, we know Barack Obama isn't. <laughs> we know he didn't. Huh? Yeah. Said he was. Told everybody, told everybody he was a, a Christian. Told everybody he's a Christian. He's a Muslim freak. Right? We bought it. We bought it. All, all the churches. All the churches accepted the fact that he was a Christian. Oh, my Lord. My Lord. My Lord. My Lord. The deception is so great. Play this. I, I didn't. This, this, this blew me away, folks. See, this. Uh, do you understand this? That if you are not, if you have no moral, Christian moral basis, if lying doesn't bother you, it's called searing your conscience. Searing your conscience, meaning your conscience doesn't work anymore. Then this kind of thing can happen. Sitting down, we'll give you what this is. A journalist, undercover journalist, shows up at a Planned Parenthood or whatever it's called. What a name that is! No, somebody tells the story. No, a 13 year old that's pregnant goes to Planned Parenthood. We know Planned Parenthood can't kill babies of a 13 year old, especially without parental consent. You can't, you can't do it, it's against the law. Against the law. All right, go ahead. She's 13. Her parents don't know yet. Yeah, we, so we don't do them here. But we, yeah, we don't do them in Missouri. It's illegal. But we do have, um, I can give you a packet of the two locations that do it in Kansas. They have people that'll come pick them up. They have people really? that pay for the whole thing. Yes. I would call them and tell them what the situation is. They're going to help you with that. All within Planned Parenthood? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if the school agrees or not. We say that she was at the doctor. And we can cr- we can cut off our letter head so it doesn't even say where she was. Trust me, they're not, this is not our first radio. They're going to know exactly how to handle that. I would call okay, them. Okay, so 13-year-olds can go across the line. Absolutely. Parenthood helps them do that. Mm-hmm. And it pays for the whole thing. I won't say I pay for the whole thing, oh. but they will work for you. Sometimes they do end up paying for it. Yeah, Pay yeah, it's illegal in Missouri. How many times do you do this a year? Well, like a billion. Girls coming out of the state, yes. Oh, oh. every day. We get, every, yeah. Every day. Every day. Mm-hmm. Because we set up hotels for them. We set up every day. Every day. So, this is so great because she's 13. Yeah. She's so young. And she's scared, you know, and that's she's what we're scared. here for. And I, her parents do not eat. They're like so conservative. And I do not let them know. And they won't. They won't. If she's an, I mean, in Planned Parenthood, we consider you an adult. You can make the decision, then we got you. Okay. Okay. And then she, can she come in here for follow-up? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she doesn't have to go back there for follow-up. Once she's done with them, she can come back here. And what about, like, contraceptives? We'll take care of all of that. All without any mm-hmm. consent? Yeah, we never tell her parents anything. She's an adult on our clinic. There you go. Your tax dollars, my tax dollars, shall be arrested. She'll be arrested and they ought to close the place down. Anybody, anybody agree with me? Oh, no, go to choice. It's choice. Choice. 13-year-old? 13-year-old? They ought to be arrested and the guy got her pregnant. I'm saying, I, I look, I'm all over the place today. I'm all over the place. We need to be all over the place. Why? Because you, as we talked about yesterday, you're the prophet. You are. You and I are the ones that have to speak up and stand up. We have to do it. They're not going to do it. Lindsey Graham ain't going to do it, friends. Joe Biden ain't going to do it. Not, not, not going to do it. And what's the promise? Hey, Gene, you know what the promise is going to be? You're going to be hated of all men, brother. <laughs> they're going to hate you. Joanne, they're going to hate you. Oh, yeah, they're going to hate you, Ohio bread. You're going to be hated of all men. <laughs> huh? Come on, man. We need, we, need a, we need to pound some more theses on the Wittenberg door, if you want my opinion. Come on in, Rochelle. Myra, go ahead. 
Something happened there. Go ahead, Maya. Yes, Coach. Thank you. Uh, concerning the schism in religion, a government and religious apostate, praise the Lord, it is written, James 3, 14 through 16. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. The wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. Sure For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Hallelujah. I wonder if there's any envying and strife in Washington, D.C. I wonder if there's any envying and strife within the Southern Baptist Convention. I wonder if there's any envying and strife within the Republican Party. Hmm. Be interesting to find that out. Pull this up for me. Uh, this kind of stuff just kind of ticks me off. Pull up number three. Pull up number three. I'm thinking about Pastor Dunphy under trial. I'm thinking about uh, all those J6s have been locked up for how long they've been locked up? Two years. Some of them never even had a trial yet. That's not, that's not the right thing. If that's what you have, that's not the right one. Number three, not 3B. There you go. Ray Epps. You guys heard of Ray Epps? They come after Isaac Yoder. They throw Isaac Yoder in jail. And you want you ready for about, uh, I don't know, a couple minutes here? Ray Epps? Go ahead. As soon as President Trump is finished speaking, we are going to the Capitol. It's that direction. That's where our true problems lie. President Trump is done speaking. We are going to the Capitol. That's where our problems are. Okay, folks, we need your help. As soon as President Trump stops speaking, we are going to the Capitol. Capitol's in that direction. Let people know. Spread the word. As soon as President Trump is finished speaking, we are going to the Capitol. Okay, we know, right? We know. He didn't do anything wrong there. He's not in jail. Ray Epson in jail. And they're stirring that mess up. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place today. I'm all over the place. Play number six. Oh, I got. I can't show people that, can I? Play number six. Get you in here, Jeff. Hang on. Number six. Did you guys know this? Japan just bought U.S. Steel. It'd be like Japan buying Ford Motors. Baseball, apple pie, hot dogs, and Chevrolet, right? Japan has bought U.S. steel. What could possibly go wrong there, right? Not what could possibly go wrong. Well, evil men crept in unawares. That's what's happened to us. Jeff, come in. I'm sorry I'm so all over the place this morning. Just so you know, Pastor Bill just texted me back. It is January 22nd through the 26th. I'll be in D.C. January 22nd through the 26th. I'll I'll be there. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks. All right, somebody come on in here and save me. Somebody come in and save me. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to keep getting myself and I keep looking over here. Do I want to do, you want me to do that, Lord? You want me to do okay? All right, all right. Pull up number five. Pull up number five. <clears throat> I don't. There might be some language in here that's not appropriate. Just give you a warning. I can't remember. Uh, you guys, <clears throat> you guys know what the Talmud is. Anybody know what the Talmud is? <clears throat> Somebody out there smarter than me, tell me what the Talmud, Talmud is. Well, maybe Jewish we need to written, it's oral Jewish written laws. It's it's man-made laws. Oral written man-made laws called the Talmud. They pay more attention to that. They follow the Talmud. The they do not follow what we would think would be the Torah, the Old Testament. Folks, I, look, I'm not bashing anybody. I'm just tell, I'm trying to get you to understand that the enemy is always at work through infiltration. That's how he operates. 
Remember John F. Kennedy, Info, not invasion, infiltration. Look at your local school board. Is that Look the same as a Torah? No. Okay, okay. No, no, no. The Talmud is the religion of the elders. That's what Jesus, when he went to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, he sees and said, you teach as commandments the doctrines of men making the word of God of none effect. And the truth of the matter, I hate to come back on this and boy, I'm making the enemies today. There, Jesus said there are those who say they are Jews and are not. What they're following, the Talmud. They're not really Jews. It'd be like me calling myself a Catholic and voting for pro-abortion candidates, pro-homo candidates. Do you, get, do you understand? Do you see the deception in every religious organization? Do you see it? Do you see it? Infiltration. Infiltration. And now all across, see, they call the ones Orthodox Jews, for the most part, they call them Orthodox Jews because they're following the Torah. The modern day, it's like the new NIV. They, got a, they, have, a new, they have a new book they follow. Now, this is about a minute, two minutes and 37 seconds. Probably going to make you mad. I made enough people mad. Go ahead and play it. Can't hear it. Their oral traditions. I was today years old when I found out. In Babylon, the Pharisees codified their oral traditions into the Babylonian Talmud, the written form of that oral tradition which Jesus so bitterly rebuked. The Talmud reveals how deep was Israel's apostasy. The Talmud also helps us understand the basis for Christ's unflattering descriptions of the Pharisees. Jesus described the Pharisees as hypocrites, children of hell, blind guides, whited sepulchers, full of dead men's bones. He even described the Pharisees as children of their father the devil, a murderer from the beginning. The Talmud confirms Christ's words. In the Talmud, in Treatise Sanhedrin, an extensive passage describes the right of the Pharisee to kill anyone, just as long as he did so indirectly. As one of dozens of examples, the Talmud tells us that if one bound his neighbor and he died of starvation, he is not liable to execution. In such an indirect manner, the Pharisees also killed Christ. Manipulating the Romans to actually wield the spear and sword, the Pharisees claimed, as their descendants do today, that since the Romans were the direct cause of the death of Christ, it is the Romans, not the Jews, who are guilty. Christ also called the Pharisees adulterers, an adulterous generation. The Talmud provides generous loopholes for adultery. It says the penalty for adultery does not include sex with a minor, the wife of a minor, or the wife of a heathen. The Talmud also encourages seduction of unwed adolescent girls called designated bondmaids. But it's important how such rapes are performed. With the designated bondmaid, one is guilty only in the case of natural connection, but not in the case of perverse connection. The Pharisees reason that rape in a perverted manner is outside the jurisdiction of the law. In Babylon, sexual perversion of every kind had been a way of life for millenniums. The Pharisees were deeply influenced by such practices. In three of the major treatises of the Talmud, are found extensive passages which give legal endorsement to seduce and marry three-year-old baby girls. In fact, many of the greatest rabbis of the Talmud, including Simeon ben Yohai, upheld this privilege. Today in Israel, thousands of Jews go to Meron every year to venerate the memory of Simeon ben Yohai, one of the most respected rabbis in the history of Judaism. In one of dozens of endorsements of child sex, Simeon ben Yohai said, A proselyte under the age of three years and a day is permitted to marry a priest. Agreeing with ben Yohai, the great rabbah said, When a grown-up man has intercourse with a little girl, it is nothing. For when the girl is less than this three years and a day, it is as if one put the finger into the eye. The footnote to this passage says, as tears come to the eye again and again, so does virginity come back to the little girl under three years. 
The same section confirms that sexual activity with small boys is in the same category. The intercourse of a small boy is not regarded as a sexual act. All right, Sheila, come in and save me. Come, on, come in and save me, Sheila. She popped out. She lost it. Come on back in when you get a chance, Sheila. Okay, so we're not supposed to talk about this? Not supposed to talk no, about this? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I unclicked the hand instead of unclicking the... Okay, go ahead. Um, the Babylonian Talmud is what our government put us under in 1992 under Bush 41. And uh, they named it uh, supposedly to honor a rabbi who was turning 90. The Babylonian Talmud Noahide laws do not include Sabbath, do not include honoring mother and father, and do not include there's only one God put no other gods before the true God. They said it was a basis of our founding of our nation and a moral society. Mm. In 93, they expanded it into our education system by bringing it in again to our congressional record and uh, by a joint house resolution, which means we've had, we keep talking about uniparty. They did it again in 93 and brought it into our education system. At the exact same time, they started taking the Ten Commandments out of everywhere, out of courthouses, out of Capitol buildings, not allowing it in public places, threatening to bring a baphomet every time you wanted a Ten Commandments. And, and that's what happened. 92 was one Congress and Senate. There were different people in the 93 Congress and Senate, but both were unanimous in this. And in doing this joint house resolution, they have made this the replacement in our law system of the Bible and Ten Commandments. Mm. And so ever since then, people are not taking a, I mean, the, the fingers of this go everywhere because now that's why they're saying I can take an oath on anything I want to because the Bible is not required. And people are like, what do you mean the Bible isn't required? What do you mean? When did this happen? Now, here's the other part of it. Those two joint house resolutions are 104, which is 14, and 410, which is 14, the mirror of 14. And 14 is their number of destruction. And that's why 2014 was when they had it on the guidestones to take us out. And so we're not, not understanding their numbering, not understanding by calling it a rabbi. Everybody thought it was a Jewish rabbi. This is much, much deeper. Amen. Tower of Babel is Babylonian, Babylonian Talmud. The man described it. And that's why I heard something in Georgia. Can't take credit for this from a very powerful woman. She said, the Pharisees were never fair, you see, which has always been so sad, you see. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, were the ones that took out Christ. And those are the ones in all the denominations that we're listening to and following. And that's our problem. Man, Sheila, I'm, I'm getting in dangerous territory here. Let me ask, let me ask, folks. Thank you, Sheila. That's really good. So let me ask you a question, friends. Do any of you know any people who go to church who call themselves Christians and aren't? Does anybody know any of them? Anybody, anybody know any of those? Amen. Oh, I know quite a few. I know quite a few. Because like I just said, I was in the Catholic Church. I was taught what the Catholics taught. I grew up following the cat, what they taught me. I got older, found out that wasn't true. I wonder if that's happened in Judaism at all. Or is it just in is it just in Christianity that we can't agree? Or oh, dangerous territory. Come on in, Randy. So, Coach, think about what we're doing in this law and this judicial system right now. Just like Sheila said, we were we were overtaken, infiltrated, and overtaken with the Noahide laws. Noahide laws are the new commandments of the new yes. world. So, Coach, knowing this, now do you, we understand what we're doing in the courts right now by going and declaring and decreeing? It, we are setting. We are doing like John the Baptist did with Christ. We are we are preparing the way of the Lord. We are preparing what God is getting ready to be reveal and replace it with. So we have to tear down to to, re, to fix, and that's what they did. Nehemiah and Ezra, when they came back to the second temple, they brought it back. They fixed it, but what they didn't have any law. They had the old. 
the fake law had come in and infiltrated it. What so what did they do? They found the law, and when they when they instilled the law back into God's people, it changed everything again. Amen. So that, that's what we're doing, Coach. That's where we doing. are, baby. That's where we are. Oh, this is exciting. I'm sorry if you're mad at me. I'm sorry. Look, I couldn't have made up this stuff if I'd tried. I couldn't. Tim. So, Coach, I was raised Catholic. And in high school, I was told, just don't get a girl pregnant. <laughs> right? So uh, I, I had this little problem. It was called, God, why the 747 sex jet engine in my VW frame? <laughs> and, and so uh, a family told me, Tim, the problem with you is you're not born again. And so when I said, what does born again mean? So I got born again by Jesus Christ. It seemed to help me a lot. And then when I discovered Romans chapter 6, that the old man died and I had a flesh now, that Romans 6 now liberated me and gave me the power to live a holy life. Where before I couldn't live a holy life until I Amen. understood what happened to me when I got Amen. born again. Amen. Amen. So really I was told that sex was okay. Just don't get anybody pregnant. And then, and then the confess church told it. Me, confess it. You had to confess it. Yeah. But now the Pentecostal Church tells me, don't preach chapter 6 of Romans, because it's not true. The absolute that the old man died is not true. Well, I'm telling you something, man. The church is telling us that the Bible uh, can't be trusted anymore. And I'm telling you, the Bible can be trusted. We're in a mess, Timmy. Everywhere we look, man, we're in a mess about it. We're in a mess. Just don't get them pregnant, Tim. Just don't get them pregnant. Brian, come on in. God bless you, man. I, listen, Coach, you, you you was saying that, uh, you know, uh, you, are you guys mad or, or am I sitting, upsetting anybody? You know, they the Bible says that they hated me without a cause. Yeah, I, 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 John Brown, I'm making a joke. I don't care. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you are, but but look at this. You know, when you, when when you say that about the Catholics and things like that, we 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 really should be angry about these things. It says right here in Proverbs. These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, as you were talking about earlier. Uh, you know, but he but he goes on talking about a false witness and things like that. But in Psalms 5 5, it says, God hates all workers of iniquity. It says, brother. <laughs> but you know, a lot of these people they say, Yeah, but coach, coach, these Catholics, I mean, that's the original church, that's the original building. These people were of us. But look in first John, he says, they went out from us. But they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they would have no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. Wow. Boom. Man, I'll tell you, Coach, We, I, I, you know, the Bible says be angry and sin not. I think it's time for the men of God to rise up and start saying these things are wrong. Just like you're doing today, you say, man, I, I'm going all over the place. No, I think God is showing us all these things through you that yeah. where we should be able to look and say, you know what, God, this makes me angry. Just like in Psalm 711 when he says God judges the righteous, but yet God is angry with the wicked every day. Amen. We should be sick of these Amen. very same things that God is sick of. Ryan, he gave us the emotion of anger. To, listen, folks, to know to do good and not to do it to him it is, sin. is sin. If something doesn't make you mad, if something does make you mad, and you do not work, a, yes. don't exercise again. If abortion doesn't make you mad enough to go do something about it, Ryan, I think that's a sin. Amen. Oh, Amen. I think that's a sin. Well, they told us you can't even be angry. That's right. That's right. Amen. Thanks, Brian. Got to run here. Gino. Yes. I just want to bring in, you know, our churches never talk about the Kenites, the sons of Cain, where Christ called the Pharisees, you are the sons of the first murderer. Mm. And the first murderer was who? Cain. And they're the sons, and that's what Revelations 2, 9 and 3, 9 talk about. Those are the only two churches God blessed because they taught against the Kenites. And you ask any minister today, they don't know anything about Kenites. Okay, so let me make this easy for all of us out there, all right? I know, I, I, I make it easy for all of us. If I'm pastor at the church, I determine what comes out of the pulpit. I determine. And if I don't want to talk about that, that doesn't get mentioned. And if you come to me and you want me to talk about it, I say to you, brother, we're not going to talk about that here. 
Maybe you need to find someplace else. Folks, that goes on multiplied thousands of times every Sunday. They refuse to talk about the things that they need to be talking about. Why? They got the fear of men and love of self. I hope we're still friends. See you That's later. right.